Hello and welcome to Idealies Focus, your number one transportation podcast in all of North America. I am Lance Bertram, Idealies Senior Vice President of Sales, Marketing, and Distribution, as well as your Chief Revenue Officer. And I am joined today by three very special people. To my right sits Grace Tisdall, and Grace is our Director of Regional Accounts, formerly known as Tier 1 Accounts. You may not know that yet, but we are going through a name change. Grace, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Appreciate it. Thanks. Over on my left, I have two of the most talented people in the Idealist organization. I have Peter Klein, General Manager of Badgerland Idealist in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Peter, thanks for driving in today. Thank you. And to my immediate left, is Kelsey Eaton, account manager for Badgerland Idealist, um, one of our most talented young people in the organization. Kelsey, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Lance. Is it okay that I called you a young person? It's gonna be. I'm getting the age. <laughs> I'm getting to be where everybody's younger than me, so everybody seems like a young person. Um, Grace? I am not. Okay, okay. understood. Just making sure. <laughs> Today we, uh, we wanna talk a little bit about the regional account program that you manage and the opportunities it presents the organization, our account managers, our general managers, uh, and all of us. And so I thought to start off, you might give us a, a high level overview of the regional account program. We have a lot of new people out there. We have a lot of uh, not new people out there that just don't listen in the meetings. So fill us in on what we're talking about today. Sure, I'd love to. Um, basically, regional accounts uh, require 50 units or less power units that is in their entire fleet. Uh, this separates them from the national group which, which is a much larger scale. So as a regional account, you're looking for um, opportunities of 50 units or less in the fleet and uh, operate equipment in more than one area of responsibility, also known as AOR. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with this as this is you know, well described as far as uh, demonstrating the different territories of the different uh, markets. Um, with that being said, uh, as a primary affiliate, you're looking for an opportunity where they are headquartered in your AOR um, and you are exempt from sales delivery fee uh, for all units signed within your AOR, as well as being rewarded by half the sales delivery fee for all those that are signed outside of your area of responsibility. So you have no risk, no overhead, but you generate revenue for the uh, organization that you're uh, a part of. In addition to that, if you do come across a regional account that's not headquartered in your AOR, please pass that along to me as well because that would be a lead for me to pass on to somebody else and possibly generate um, an opportunity for you there as well. So that's a high level definition of what we're looking for for regional. That, that's high level. Well yeah. done, Grace. You know, and I can add a little to that. Unfortunately, I'll show my age and my tenure a bit, but. I remember when we put together the regional account program or the tier one program as we called it then, one of the issues was if a, a company had less than 50 units, it, all, it didn't always get treated as a, a real active opportunity. And because it's hard to fly people around the country to talk about a 20 truck account and dedicate the time and resources that go into larger national accounts. And because of that, I feel like we couldn't properly service those regional accounts that had less than 50 trucks. And that's why we created the program. So now the organization has the opportunity to go out, talk to a, a fleet that's smaller, being less than 50 trucks, and still treat them with the same respect and the same regard that we would a national account that has six, 700 trucks. 
We also found out during this time that was there was a considerable amount of uh, opportunities that had 50 units or less. So we were missing the boat on an opportunity to grow our business and, and continue to generate more revenue for the entire organization by not acknowledging those smaller accounts. Right, right. How many, how many regional accounts do we have under contract today? Uh, about 138. So the, the program has definitely been a success to this point. Absolutely. And let me transition. We talk about success. I want to Welcome Peter Klein to the conversation. Peter, you represent Badgerland Idealese, who, in my opinion, is, uh, I constantly tell people, one of the 10 best-run Idealese organizations in North America. You're a big part of that. Um, you have championed the idea of regional accounts and working with, uh, with Grace in that regard. Tell me a little bit about um, your feelings about the regional account program. I am a big fan of the regional account program because I, I think it really uh, addresses the, the shortcoming or potential shortcoming that you highlighted, which is that uh, some of these kind of medium-sized fleets uh, just get lost in the shuffle. You know, there, there are customers out there that have 30, 40, 49 uh, trucks uh, in different states, different locations, different AORs, and um, you know, this is this is really the only way for us uh, to be able to service them, and and from a competitive standpoint, you know, Penske and Ryder, their organizational setup is different, so they're able to to give those customers a seamless uh, a seamless experience. So if we're not able to, we're really at a very big competitive uh, disadvantage uh, on deals like that. Yeah, and, and you know, you come, you've been with Idealis for what now? Four or five years? Yeah, a little over five years. A little over five years, and you didn't come from our industry. You came from a from the car industry, if I remember correctly. Yep, car guy. So, uh, <laughs> so we had a car guy, and uh, you didn't know a lot about our industry. But I'm always amazed at how you've used all the tools in the toolbox to to grow your fleet and become one of the more profitable idealist locations in, the, in in the country. Of course, your salespeople are going to follow your leadership, and, and so what do you tell? your salespeople when they go out as it pertains to the regional account program when they go out and call on prospects? So, uh, you know, I think the the direction that uh, myself and, and our sales manager, Jim Nelson, give our sales team is that um, the easiest way to make a sale or, or to close a deal is to give the customer a product that meets all of their needs. So when we're out in the field calling on customers, we're trying to really understand what their operation is and then make sure that the solution that we're providing them um, meets all of their needs and uh, is the right solution for them. And um, you know, many instances, uh, the regional account program is the only way of us being able to, to meet their needs and also kind of deal with the competitive pressures of Penske and Ryder sure. who are able to seamlessly do things like that. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting point, Peter, because our primary competitors, they consider anybody out there with multiple locations to be a national account, whereas we for a long time had this definition that it had to have so many trucks and so forth. Right. So we kind of need this regional account program to convey the same uh, 
the same benefits that Ryder and Penske are out there conveying to those companies. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think high level, uh, just just the perception too, right? Like before we even get into the details of the, of the actual deal, if I'm calling on a customer that's got uh, locations in, let's say, you know, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, and Illinois, and they ask me, well, you know, what happens if I want my Milwaukee truck to go to Iowa? If I'm not in the regional accounts program, like what's my answer? Like, sorry, uh, that's a different operation, and it's actually a different business, and we have the same logo, but uh, I can't help you, so don't do that. I mean, right, that's right. Not, like, right. That actually sounds like what some of our locations say. Right. So don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Um, and of course, we're joined here by by an actual salesperson to my left, Kelsey, who has utilized the regional account program to go sign business. And uh, Kelsey, we were talking the other day, uh, there's an office furniture company, I believe, that falls into the regional account category that you recently signed. I, I wonder, tell, tell me about that story. Just start from the top. Just start from the top. So <laughs> you, you're out there, You, you uh, I, I assume you somehow establish an initial meeting with this prospect. Yeah, so I've been calling on office furniture resources since I started um, a little less than three years ago. Uh, they have a location in Milwaukee and then they have a location in the Chicago area as well and they operate a little bit in Des Moines and Madison. Um, when I initially started calling on them, I, they had told me that their their leases with Ryder were up in a year, year and a half or, or whatnot. So I just kept in contact and was able to set up an initial meeting when they were you know, probably nine months out from uh -huh. their Ryder leases coming up. Okay, so you knew their lease was coming up with Roger. You knew it was a good time to go for that initial meeting. You get the initial meeting. You go into the competitive prospect situation. Obviously, your first question is what? How's everything going with your current leasing vendor? Sure, how's the service <laughs> level, and, and what kind of response did you get from that? Um, they, were, they were pretty upset um, with the way that they were treated, um, and that was... They didn't outright say that 100%, just, hey, we hate Ryder. Um, right, right. But, they but don't normally say it like not, that. Not like that. But it was very, very apparent that they were feeling really um, undervalued, underappreciated. They, they didn't feel like the communication was there. Um, and, and they felt like even like a small example was when they try to get a rental, they would cancel on them. Mm -hmm. And then they drive by and see like five rental trucks and they're like, they just didn't feel like they were big enough or like they were be, being taken care of. That's interesting. So, you, you know, we talk about poor service coming really primarily in four flavors and that being uh, either poor uptime, poor communication, poor relationships, or poor billing. And it sounds like you immediately identified that the relationships and the communication were not there with this particular prospect. Yeah, no, and, and from an uptime perspective, too, you know, like they were trying to get subs and rentals and then they couldn't. Like they just weren't being taken care of and they were pretty upset about it. Isn't that the most awesome situation when you get a competitive prospect, you go in, you ask how the service level is and they say, it sucks. Right. <laughs> so that, that had to get your heart beating pretty good. I mean, on, on one level, yeah, it's really great from a sales point, but it, it's it's upsetting. You know, like I want our customers to be taken care of, and I think that that's one of the reasons that they kept talking to us was because I do care about how people operate their business and sure. being able to help them with that. Sure. So at this point, you've identified an active opportunity, and at some point, you mentioned that they felt undervalued. Were you able to use the regional account program to make them feel a little more important? Yeah, a lot of it. Um, a lot of it was talking about the regional account program um, from from a couple perspectives. But I mean, they have a truck in Milwaukee. They have a truck in Chicago. So that's two AORs. That's uh -huh. that's us and Rush. 
Um, but the fact that they were having, you know, such emphasis on service and service related issues, having a local team dedicated to each truck is insanely important to these people. Sure, sure. You know, so being able to to bring in the rush guys and say, you know, here's your team for Chicago, here's your team for Milwaukee, you know, we're gonna take care of you on a on a regional level, but we're also gonna take care of your your local teams as a local partnership. Uh That was huge for them. Who uh I'll I'll Take a chance here. Who is the Rush person that you worked with over at Rush Ideally's? Alec Brown. Alec who? Alec. Alec mm-hmm. Brown. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy used to work outside my office. I remember him. He was always smiling, and he's really good at fantasy football, too. I don't know anything about fantasy football. Sure you yes. don't. Sure you don't, Kelsey. <laughs> okay. Um, Grace, that's an awesome story. Uh, do you get a lot of stories like that? Uh, we do. These are the success stories, uh, obviously. But uh, one thing I wanted to point out that uh, Kelsey mentioned, that local relationship, how important that is. And that's where our differentiator is, having this regional program. Uh, by having that local relationship and having that local connectivity, and there's not an AVP flying in you know, once every three to four months because, you know, you only have two or three units with them. And again, the efficiency, the, the, the um, productivity level, everything uh, from, a, from a financial standpoint makes so much more sense, not only to you, but to the customer. But that, that local uh, connection is huge. And uh, I rely on the local relationship a lot when I'm trying to move things around later in the, uh, in the process, right? So when uh, it's two years in and uh, we can't get registration from Affiliate X, you know, I get involved and I'm, I'm using uh, the, the local uh, contact to make sure that they're communicating with, with their point of contact. And, and this is how the, the whole relationship develops into a much larger scale. Gotcha. Yeah. So in this particular situation, Kelsey recognizes an active opportunity. She contacts you and you actually put the rating together and so forth? Correct. So she knows the application. She knows the customer. So she's getting the specs together and the uh, the right uh, fit for what the customer needs. All those uh, all that information comes in here to Barrington. We have a team of uh, sales engineers that, that build the truck and we go back and forth and there's a little bit of... Uh, you know, uh, polishing here and there to get exactly what we're looking for, whether it's a flatbed or a box truck or whether it's a tractor and uh, what the customer really needs as opposed to, you know, building a cookie cutter piece of equipment. Um, but anyway, uh, with that, we, we negotiate then with the other locations, or I, I do, between, and, and let me make this clear, Kelsey is the one with the ball, right? She She's the lead on this, so whatever she feels is going to fit best for the customer She's got the most influence. Well, at this, at this point, she's the only one that has has any direct customer interaction. Correct? That's correct. So she's got to be point person. Absolutely. Okay. And she and she drives the 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 the, the rate. She drives the application, the specs. So, so that you, you don't dictate the rate to Kelsey. Not. You two coordinate together, and you come up with a strategic game plan to go in and quote the customer. Correct. Okay. In these situations, it's it's very important for me to understand what Kelsey is, uh, you know, relaying to me from the customer so I can then in turn do that for the other locations so they understand. And then I get somebody out there right away saying, you know, there's there's an opportunity out there. Go go talk to them. Go see what this is all about. And sometimes it has to happen later in the process rather than earlier because people don't know that things, you know, people within the customer's organization don't necessarily know these things are going on. And maybe the folks in displays love the guy at Ryder, right? And all of a sudden we send Alec in and they're going, what are you talking about? So, so we have to be very careful. I, and I very- think if we sent Alec in, 
that prospect would be excited. Well, you met Alec? Yeah, yeah, I've met him. I was going to say, worked with him He's for very many years. Yeah, very much so. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. So at this point, you've got a, a coordinated rate. It, the ball is back in Kelsey's court. She's going to go into the proposal meeting. She's going to quote the customer. At what point do you know, Kelsey, I got this deal? This one took a while. It, it was an interesting deal. It really was. Um, but just to just to rewind a little bit, I think it's important, especially when when your AORs are really close to each other, uh-huh. um, and it's one decision maker for you know two or three AORs. I, I think it's important to bring in the other affiliates that are involved as early as possible. Right. You know, so instead of just saying, "Hey, Alec, can you go into go into OFR and meet to the meet the displays people?" Um, you know, we gave them a call, like myself and Jim Nelson gave Alec a call and said, "Hey." You want to come meet the people in displays at OFR. You know this is a, this is the situation, and and he was in right from the beginning. Very so, powerful. So they were very well connected the entire time, setting up gotcha. the rate and everything. Got you mentioned Jim Nelson. Obviously, Jim, uh, kind of an idealist legend. He's been doing this a right. long time. He must also be very supportive of the regional account program. Um, when it when it works. When it fits. That sounds like Jim. <laughs> he is true. supportive of things that work. He's not so supportive of things that don't work. You know, I learned from the best. There you go. There you go. Peter, from a general manager standpoint, obviously you have PL responsibility. Um, I assume that the regional account program has some benefits to your bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for for the units that uh, you know we sign, we we do uh, collect a portion of the uh, SDF. And there aren't you know sales delivery fee. Yes, uh-huh. yeah, and the, you know there's not really any overhead or uh, exposure related to that. So you know that that goes straight to the bottom line. Um, that's definitely you know when, when we're looking at opportunity, that's not really even one of the top five things in my mind about the kind of benefits or value of the program. But uh, you know, a- extra money to the bottom line certainly never hurts, uh, right? N- never a bad thing, right? Um, Let's shift gears for a moment. We've talked about all the benefits of the program, and we want to continue to grow the regional account program because it's good for all of us. It's good for our GMs. It's good for our account managers. You got paid on this deal, right, Kelsey? I did. Good. Well done. (laughs) Um, And, of course, Grace, it's good for us as an organization corporately. What are some of the challenges? I'll kind of open it up to you three. What are some of the challenges that you think we face when it comes to growing the regional account program? You know, one one challenge that really comes to mind is that uh, you know we are only as good as our weakest affiliate, and um, you know when when we're working through these deals, uh, sometimes you know people can be very responsive and get back to you, and you get a rate sheet put together quickly. You and you're talking the about the other idealist locations. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and you know when it works, it's great. You know, just to come back to the example that Kelsey gave of working with uh, Rush, uh, you know we we have. Uh, a border with them, and uh, despite being Bears fans, they're outstanding people. Sure, uh, we've got a lot of respect for them. We work very well with them. So when there's a tier one opportunity or something that we need to work collaboratively on, um, we have a hundred percent confidence that they're going to be responsive and that they're going to deliver and that they're going to provide the service level that we need. Sure, um, but. You know, other circumstances. You know, sometimes uh, there's problems with with billing or data entry or or, or service. Yeah, you know, it it can be very frustrating. You know, as the primary affiliate. Um, you know, when I'm sitting in my office in Milwaukee and someone that I have a relationship with is getting mad at me about you know shortcomings that are being done by people that I mean that's outside of my control. You know, people at other affiliates they don't they don't report to me. They don't owe me anything. 
you know, I'm just all I can do is just you know hope people will uh, will do the right thing. Sure. Uh, so that I, I think that is one of our biggest challenges. Yeah, I'd imagine Kelsey, from your standpoint, that would put um, that'd be tough for you to deal with because you, as the point person, the customer trusts you, has a relationship with you, and if somebody else a hundred miles away is interfering with that relationship, it can't make you happy. I just make a lot of phone calls and smile pretty, and then if necessary, call Peter Klein. There you, there you go. <laughs> That's what you do. Yep. You bring the problems to your GM, and I assume, Peter, you get involved with Grace, and you, you guys try to fix those things. Yeah, that that would be correct. Yeah, these challenges, as Peter pointed out, uh, happen quite often, a lot more in my arena than in yours, uh, being that uh, it's constant for me. Um, their lack of responsiveness and uh, what the only thing I would encourage is for anybody any affiliate out there if you don't understand what you're getting into if you don't understand the program these are your customers these are your local customer at a regional level these are this is still just as important as the guy in your your church or your your next-door neighbor these are important people to you and the only way we're gonna get renewal business is if you keep that relationship strong and you support what they need just because their headquarter is not in your AOR doesn't mean they're any less important as a customer to you so if there's any challenges or anything you don't understand I encourage you to reach out to me and uh, I'll explain anything I can or or jump over any hurdles that you know we can uh, we can uh, successfully get together and and, and make it happen understood so. understood so like with anything else we have some challenges to grow the program but we have a lot of momentum peter yeah i was just one thing i would add you know i, I think um man phone calls are so good you know uh you know kelsey kind of made a, a half joke about me getting to deal with uh, things that are a real mess and um you know a, as that guy sometimes you know things happen you know we've had instances where there have been really big challenges with some of the other affiliates but when when people pick up the phone mm -hmm. and call ahead of time and then we can call our contact and explain to them what happened and tell them how we're dealing with it that is just so much better than you know us getting, yeah, than yeah. us getting I mean, an angry phone call from someone telling sure. them you know what are these people doing right and, it's basic communication skills right, right? Yeah. At, at the end of the day if we treated our customers and each other like we do our personal relationships at home we probably would have a lot of better communication and we probably would have happier customers agreed right? um i'll open the floor anybody have any comments or maybe we maybe we talked about something and didn't get deep enough into it or we didn't cover a topic at all as it pertains to regional accounts anything yeah i, I think uh you know one one thing i just would want to make sure that we're really talking about um are just you know the, the benefits to the customer uh, you know customers that have um, locations that are in different AORs you know a lot of the times the people selling the business uh, as salespeople uh, or you know myself as general manager we can sometimes not see administrative details because to us admin is sort of like magic right, right. we don't yeah. touch it right it don't know happens. how that happened but it happens mm -hmm. but you know, for our customers, and especially in some of these bigger organizations, right? You get in a, a company that operates 50 trucks, they might be a pretty big company with a lot of people. Right. So you might actually start interacting with people where admin isn't magic to them, and they do care, and consolidated billing is a very big deal, and Good point. transferability is a very big deal. And uh, I think it's it's really important to really focus on, you know, the, the benefits that we can 
give the customer um, you know through this program I, I think that's a great point and Kelsey kind of touched on it earlier but you know as far as it as far as interaction with the prospect I think it's cool it's powerful to be able to say oh my gosh you have two other locations in other cities do you know that you're a national account for ideal ease and because you're a national account you're entitled to some special benefits like consolidated billing like having one contact and so forth so we can really use that as a sales tool Kelsey you mentioned that your prospect felt undervalued that was a way you could make that prospect feel important Oh, for sure. Um, it really helped that the, my contact was in the middle of getting a promotion, too. So being able to go to her boss and say, hey, like these people are going to put us on a national account, you know, and this is going to make sure we don't have to sign two master agreements. We don't have to um, have two you made separate her billings. Look you made her she look looked good. great. There's no better way to have a solid relationship with our customers than to make them look good, especially to their bosses. We all have bosses, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and our product being vertically integrated with the dealership is... Again, we know it's one of our, our, our benefits and our, and, our, and our differentiators, but that's a, a huge piece of it as well in your local community because with our competition, they're behind us in line getting their you know, repairs and their, their services done. And that, that priority-based service, that, that attention to detail on the product level is phenomenal for 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 a regional account feeling like a small fish in a big pond sure and uh sure. even though our competition treats them like a national account are they really getting treated like a national account because they're again still in their mind still a small fish in a big pond right, right where this regional program i feel like we're we get it right we get it and we pay attention we're actually to it. delivering on what we promised exactly right understood exactly right Understood. Well, I thank all of y'all for joining us today on Ideally's Focus. I know you guys over here on my left at Badgerland are probably antsy to get back and start selling something. And Grace, I think you're going home early today to uh, <laughs> hang out at the spa. Is that right? Yeah, the facial for a little bit later. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Absolutely. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, again. We'll see you next time on the Ideally's Focus. Mm -hmm.